Hey guys, happy new year. Happy New Year. Hope you guys had a great New Year's and you guys were safe and enjoyed yourselves. And had a had a happy happy. <laughs> Are you talking about beer? <laughs> a hops. A hops. You had hops some hops? No. I had a happy holiday. Happy Sorry, holiday. I can't talk sometimes, so <laughs> Anyways, since it's the new year, we wanted to try something new. Did you want to say it? Or should I say it? You say it. No, you say it. <laughs> no, you say it. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Okay, you say it. We have our first guest. Yay! Cheers. Oh my god, why did I think you had like music playing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm getting, I'm gonna get those sound bites or or bits whatever it's called and i'm gonna start playing them and you're gonna get annoyed and you know what it's gonna I'm be done. funny <laughs> <laughs> anyways we hope you guys enjoy let us know what you think yes and we recorded this last year and by like last year <laughs> it was like two weeks ago two weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> so i hope you guys enjoy Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> welcome. This is a pair of bees with Belly and Bree. And today we have a guest, our first guest on our episode on our podcast. <laughs> it will be Suhal. Yes. Hi. This is Suhal. We're so excited to have her here. Oh, that's yes. sweet. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. It's going to be an interesting episode. So I'm so excited for you guys to be part of it and listen to what we have to say. Um, but before we get started here, I have a question for you guys. So what is the weirdest thing you have in your fridge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you like to start first, Brianni? Um, sure. Honestly, I don't think it's weird. I think everybody maybe has this, but maybe baking soda <laughs> or like baking powder. What, what is it? Baking soda? I don't know. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> One of the bakings. <laughs> Apparently, it's supposed to help with like the smell in your fridge to oh, keep it yeah. fresh. Yeah, that's and, true. Like, your produce and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think I heard about that also. Um, to be honest, I don't think I have something weird in my fridge. Um, it's basically uh, you know, general like where almost everyone has in their fridge like milk, eggs, juice. Um, I guess whole wheat bread. I was going to say bread because some people keep bread in their fridge. <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> so for me, okay, so I was going to say cheese. Like I have this cheese that's been in my fridge for like months Ew. now. <laughs> <laughs> and like.
like I need to toss it and I have it just because like I keep forgetting to take it out during yeah. trash day because mm. I don't want to take it out and put it in our trash and then it has a whole house stinks oh yeah, yeah stinking oh, yeah. like trees that happened <laughs> so, to me once <laughs> yeah so I just I still have it in there and I need to really toss it out on <laughs> Mondays are trash day so I need to do that Monday oh my god I... and I'm sorry go ahead no and then I don't know I know Brie and I talked about this before but our eggshells when you do like scramble oh. eggs and stuff <laughs> we put it back in the container and we don't toss it in the trash because of also that smell right mm-hmm. well sometimes I make egg whites so when I do that I have the yolk in the shell and I keep it in the fridge so that if I throw it in the trash, it doesn't smell. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should try to um, be careful with things that, you know, actually smell or gets rotten. Because uh, when things get rotten, you know, they start smelling. Like, for example, cheese. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I experienced that once. Uh, my mom made this uh, white cheese me or not really me but like my husband my family they like to eat that with bread for breakfast um I don't usually eat that I don't like it so I just kept it on the fridge with you know covered and it was just days were passing by and (laughs) no one actually ate it (laughs) and my fridge started having a very funky smell and I'm like oh what is this smell it smells bad (laughs) and I did not know it until like when I opened the cheese I'm like oh my god that's it. That's the one. That's the that's that's what causing that's the smell. smell. <laughs> yeah. So I had to like throw it away um outside the garbage. Like that's outside, not in the oh, house. Just like you mm-hmm. said, because it makes it smell. Yeah. So you went to the corner and you tossed it in one of those trash bins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, oh my god. Did you guys have that similar experience? Yeah, that's why I bought the baking soda. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's a smart choice. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Well, guys, I would like to introduce to you guys Suhao. She is our first guest, like as I mentioned. Um, so Suhao, did you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, once again, uh, I'm very happy to join you guys. Uh, it's a pleasure. Ugh, I don't like, I'm just, I feel so excited. I, I don't know how to express my feelings right now, but I'm very happy to join you in the podcast. Um, so once again, I'll also introduce myself. Um, my name is Wuhal Naipi. Uh, I live in Long Island, Glen Cove. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I work in a school as a teacher's assistant, TA. And I have a bachelor's for psychology. I have I have a strong passion for psychology. Um, you know, at first that was not my major. My major was actually elementary education. Uh, I wanted to be a teacher first, and my minor. Uh, I think my minor was psychology. Yeah, my major was education, and the minor was psychology. So once I was doing both, I started fa- finding more passion for psychology. So I just dropped the education, went for psychology. I just fell in love with it. Uh, and basically, um, I wanted to 
I want to continue my education by getting my master's for psychology, but there's so many like choices for psychology, like social work, counseling, and so I'm just in love with both of them. I'm just confused which one to do. I mean, I heard that I can do both. So I don't know. Uh, I really haven't decided, but I'm, I'm like, I feel like I want to go more towards counseling because I've experienced dealing with adults and kids. So I might either do counseling or social work. It, I don't know. It depends. Yeah. So what kind of counseling are you looking to do? Like, I know you're a teacher's assistant. So like school counseling, like if kids are having like some behavioral like problems, Issues, yeah. would they come to you? Or is it like counseling and like, um, like also adults and where they feel they need some need someone to talk to and they'll come and see you right um, or like marriage counseling or something like that basically i'm focusing on both because <laughs> okay. uh, i i have experience with both i've experienced working with kids especially kids with adhd or uh, other kinds of you know psychological problems um i also i used to work with patients which were adults and older so I'm looking to go for both. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, as you all know, we're all uh, we're also first generation. Are you first generation as well? Yes, I am. It was a big experience for me. Um, like not only bad, but it was a good experience as well. Um, you know that way, I will. I was able to know more about my culture and what my parents expected of me um it was it was actually a good experience but you know there were a lot of highs and lows going on and for those who don't know what uh ethnicity are are you what's your culture my nationality uh from my family side uh i'm from afghanistan but i was born and raised here so i i guess according to some people i'm American, Afghan-American, I guess. Um, but some people, I don't know, it depends. Because uh, some people, they say I'm Afghan-American. And when I tell them that, they're like, no, those are for people that are, like, that were born and raised in Afghanistan and came here. They're called Afghan-American. And some are like, no, uh, if, you know, your family's from Afghanistan and you were born and raised here, you're also considered an Afghan-American, so I'm kind of confused here. Um, but, yeah, so just to answer your question, I was born and raised here, uh, but my family's nationality is Afghanistan, so we are from Afghanistan. So something similar like us, like people will see us and they think we're Mexican, which we are, yeah. but we were born and raised <laughs> here in America. Right. <laughs> And I, I can, it's a struggle to try to like let everyone know, like, hey, yes, we are. I am Mexican. We are Mexican, but right. we're also from American. America, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And just to like make it easier for them, uh, you know, in my personal experience, I just be like, I'm from Afghanistan. You know, I was born and raised here. Uh, but because my family's from Afghanistan and they came from Afghanistan, I would just say I'm from Afghanistan. How is it? For you, like trying to balance both both cultures, 
Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a very nice question. And I really love that question. That's my favorite question. Uh, okay, so uh, from my personal experience and talking in general, uh, it has a lot of highs and lows. Um, it might be difficult for some. It might be easy for some, you know. Um, you know, there are situations where some people just go by the flow. But personally, like, me balancing it it was like it wasn't that hard basically it was very easy due to I was very well aware of my culture and what were my parents expectations but there were some things where which you know I was totally against like for example because you know I'm a female I'm a girl get the freedom of the kids you know their kids you know trying to steal their freedom or trying to have a bad influence on them then that's when I just am like I don't agree to it at all when you say influence Mm -hmm. um in reference to what exactly like tell them like hey you shouldn't like for instance like music wise I feel like (laughs) I don't know about you but like um if you listen to rock or something like (laughs) oh that's not music you should be listening to you know I don't know if that is something you've been told or heard or other people that you may know right oh so uh oh influence uh when I said influence I meant like I guess some parents try to brainwash their kids uh when I say influence that's what I mean like some parents brainwash their kids like oh if if you don't do this or if you don't listen to me you know you're gonna regret or you know um people will talk about us you know that's what I meant by influence or brainwash Mm -hmm. Oh, and uh, for uh, and for the music, uh, when you're giving music as an example, um, I mean, this is not not for probably not for related right. really mostly to us, but right. like um, certain genre of music, it's it seemed like um, negatively, like oh. rap music or rock music, like you know, quote like unquote that. the. the devil music you know yeah like right. the hardcore metal music <laughs> so to be honest with you guys i know that that might maybe i don't know if this is gonna surprise you or okay. i don't listen to like rap or rock uh especially american music i i don't listen to them i do listen to some uh where i kind of hear it from tiktok videos uh but personally <laughs> me i don't listen to american music um, I listen to like Turkish, Afghani music or Indian music, Bollywood, which is very common, <laughs> which yeah. is very common, um, you know, with people that are from Afghanistan, just like me. Mostly they hear either Turkish or um, Afghani or Indian. But there are some uh, young generation, you know, that are from Afghanistan that do listen to American music and other types of country music. That's interesting. I, I I say that because like for us, um, it's kind of like, the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> like well, for me, I'm more <laughs> closer to like Hispanic mu- or Spanish music, right? Uh, but I also listen to like a lot of like, I guess I'm quoting here American music, like hip hip hop or pop, mostly pop music. That's good. Wow. I mean, of course, everyone has their choice to hear their type of music. And uh, there is actually a music uh, which is very famous. 
And because I've been hearing it almost everywhere. So that's how I was introduced to that music. Uh, one is called Despacito. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the rest, but I just <laughs> I I know this song so much because I was introduced to it by TikTok, by um YouTube, uh, and you know, like when I go to the shopping mall, they put that song. <laughs> so one, it's that song, and the other one is called Senorita. Oh, by yeah. Sean Mendes. Yeah, I, I got introduced to that music. And to be honest, I love that music. I love that song. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. Like, you know, uh, the thing is, um, you know, I don't want to go really to um, religion because it's a very, you know, sensitive thing to talk about. But um, I just want to say in general that, um, like, people in my culture... Uh, especially the Middle Eastern people, they actually mix culture with religion, which makes it very confusing for the first young generation of Gans. Like, they kind of mix religion to culture. It's not like they would... Like, they don't say one thing from the religion and one thing from the culture. Like, they don't make it clear for their kids that which one relates to religion and which one relates to culture. They mix religion with culture. Can you give us an example of that? Kind of a personal experience and a general experience where I see other young generations experience it. Um, So when I say they mix culture with religion, uh, there are some families where they're very like religious, they're very like not very, but like kind of strict and religious. Uh, you know, they're not allowed to hear music. And when it comes to like, um, like for example, they want their child to get married or engaged, basically. So when they get engaged, they're not like, uh, they don't have much freedom to go out on a date until uh they are islamically married which is called the nikah and that's once again and that's that's the thing the nikah part they kind of mix that you know they make it look like it's culture but it's really religion wise the husband and the wife has to do that muslim marriage which is called the nikah gotcha so you participate in that religion then you have to follow that um right there are yeah there's a lot of stuff in our religion that we need to follow but the problem is the family are mixing it with culture and it's mm-hmm. not part of the culture it's part of the religion gotcha so it kind of crosses yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh like it's just i don't know it's very complicated right now to give so much examples because uh, like it's just sometimes you know you see something but you just can't put your finger on it you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah that's the problem sometimes <laughs> that's why I, that's why sometimes I struggle um, or have a hard time explaining things because like there are things that you see and you do experience but when when it's time for you to explain or give examples it's a little mm-hmm. it's a little bit complicated I get it. I mean, so a lot of, I know, um, like you said, a lot of it gets mixed in, but I also think like it influences 
our behaviors in our culture and stuff yes. like yes. um mm-hmm. like getting married you you want to get married first before you move in together and mm-hmm. if you move in before you get married then that's look that looks bad I mean yeah. times have changed and it's it's gotten lighter on that but before like if you moved in with a, a man and you weren't married then you'll you'll be the talk of the town oh yeah like people will talk about you yeah. but now but that was like based on religion like you have to um you know you, you have yes. to be married first before you move in with someone yes exactly like even if, if not, you're... you're living in sin yes yes yeah that is the same yeah that is correct uh even if you're engaged to that person but according to adults and you know parents you're you're still not really like um how should you say you're not really like husband and wife you're engaged Mm -hmm. so so there are uh limits and rules to follow you know when you're engaged like if you're even if you're engaged to that person you still cannot live with that person yeah no sounds about right I mean I feel like um a lot of females stay home until they're fully fully married and they move out of their homes right. and go into their yeah. husbands <laughs> I mean, move I, in together yeah I mean I feel like that's uh, I feel like that doesn't really relate to a certain um culture I feel like I think that's in general for every culture universal yeah yeah a, a universal thing I mean even Americans follow that no, I was gonna say, see, and that's another thing we sort of have like in common in general. Right. But like, um, the differences are like there are more more steps or more things that one may do that others don't. Exactly. Yeah. And once again, uh, you know, it depends by the culture. It depends by, you know, what they're from, and it just again, once again, uh, it's amazing how we're from, you know, different countries. And, you know, we still can relate, you know, if even if we're following a different culture or a different religion, it's amazing how we can still relate to some things. I have a question. Are you the only child or do you have siblings? Oh, I have siblings. I have two sisters okay. and they're younger than me. So I'm the oldest in the family. <laughs> so you and I relate. <laughs> yes, yes, completely. <laughs> So were you also uh, taking care of your younger sisters? Oh, yes, I was. Yep. That's very common (laughs) in all families. (laughs) The oldest have to always be the responsible one and take care of their sisters. And uh, the oldest kids are like the people where parents expect more from them. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) We're, we're paving the way for our younger siblings exactly <laughs> we have to be like like according to the parents uh, we have to be like the perfect example for them <laughs> mm-hmm, the role model <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> which can definitely be hard because like you just want to live your life also and not have to worry about what you're right. doing that exactly. may it's... not be a good influence exactly it's ugh. Uh, but you know as we grow up you know we experience new stuff you know they say you learn new stuff every day you experience new stuff every day and the more you experience 
you know, the more you become wise and you're prepared for the real life. <laughs> Based on that, right? So what are some things that you've told your siblings, like your sisters, like, oh, I've been through this and so you want to, you don't want to do this because of this. Like, what are some of those <laughs> things you, you've like um, talked to them about? Well, uh, that's, I have actually talked to them all about a lot of stuff. Uh, okay, yeah, as uh, from my experience, I told them, you know, just to watch out, be careful, be aware of your surroundings, try to hang out with people, you know, give you positive vibes, you know, and try not to hang out with people that make you go against your culture or against your religion, you know, be yourself, but, you know, you need to be aware of your surroundings and be aware of what kind of people you hang out because be good influence that can encourage you to study, be what you want. But then there are people that can take you to the wrong way. Um, do not trust easily, you know, just be wise and smart. Yeah. Yeah, like just, you know, do what you want, you know, don't let people limit your happiness you know you're the only person that can create your own happiness you have the right to live the way you want you know don't let anyone you know don't let anyone criticize you and if they do criticize you just you know ignore it no i i yeah that's definitely some yeah good advice there <laughs> yeah because uh, to be honest be there are situations where you get negative comments you know um or they get brainwashed or you know if you do this or if you don't listen to me you're going to regret it or you know people are going to start saying bad stuff about you but you know in life whether you do good or bad people are going to talk about you anyways you know so we really shouldn't care about what people might think or say because either way they'll still talk <laughs> right yeah even if you're like the most you know, nicest, kindest angel in this world, they'll still, they'll, they will still talk about you. They'll find something to say. What is the age difference between you and your sisters? Is it a big one or is it like a couple of years? Oh, uh, oh so uh, for my youngest sister, um, we're like 10 years apart. Uh, and my other sister, we're just five years, like five years difference. So I was born at 1991, and one of my sister was born at 1995, and the other one was born at 2001. <laughs> and do you see, like, a difference between when you were, uh, how your parents raised you between your youngest sister? Oh, yes. Do you see, like, a difference? I see a big difference. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. A big difference, because I feel like she has a little more freedom than I do, than I did, sorry. Because when I was her age, uh, you know, my parents just kind of limited my freedom. So I didn't really have much freedom, you know, to like hang out with my friends. Like I did, but it was limited where my youngest sister does now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, because, you know, I mean, I had the choice to, um, you know, apply for a college that is like, you know, far from my house and just, you know, go live in a dorm and study there but I was really more of a I was more introvert um I didn't want to go far away uh from my parents and from my house I always wanted to um 
go to the nearest school or nearest college, which I did, actually. How parents would like to raise their kids how they were raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that I just didn't, you know, like, even though they tried to raise me the way they were raised, I just wouldn't really go for that. Because, you know, I was born and raised here, so it's really different. It's a very different situation where someone is born and raised in America than, you know, people that are born and raised in Afghanistan. It's totally different. uh, And the generation was different that time. So, you know, they tried raising me the way they were raised, but it just, it wouldn't completely go their way. Yeah, no. And then because they didn't that's all they knew. I mean they, yes. they came here with nothing but what they've known all their lives. Right. Um, so coming here is a little culture shock and also you being the the first that's that's what they knew what to do and then as they had more children I think it changed a little bit more. You just explained. <laughs> you just explained it like in one sentence. Uh, yeah, it, I think it depends, like how many kids they're raising, and maybe like years pass by. You know, slowly they get to realize that you know it's not the same generation. It's different. You know, the right. more technology you know goes changes. Yeah, changes and because more advanced you know the more the generation you know changes and it's like it's completely because when I think about the generation I was born and the generation that my youngest sister was born it's completely different I don't think your sister knows about do you well yeah we're about somewhat similar in age Mm -hmm. um do you remember the phones the little (laughs) rotary phones I think they're called (laughs) I, yeah exactly the yeah yeah there were phones where it depends by the situation it depends by how um you know how much educated and understanding they have and how open-minded they are uh there are situations where parents are so strict you know and they you know tell their kids to wear a hijab which does not relate to our culture once again it relates to our religion uh, according to our religion, Muslims do have to wear hijab. And for the niqab part, that's also part of our religion. It's not in our culture. Like at what age do, because I'm assuming girls wear that, right? Females, not males. Yeah, females yeah. wear that, yeah. How how early or how young or when do they start wearing that? And what's the significance Oh, okay. That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, so once again, uh, it depends where the family. Some families have their kids start wearing a job from the age six, six years old. But, you know, according to our religion, they say when the females hit puberty, that's when they have to start wearing the hijab, not at a younger age. So, you know, a female starts experiencing puberty, you know, at a certain age, that's when they have to start wearing a hijab. It, you know, once again, it's I can I can't really say it varies. And what does the hijab represent in in the religion? Oh, it represents modesty. 
Now, if a if a female chooses not to wear one, mm-hmm. it goes against wearing one. Then would the family look um badly upon? Like, would they criticize it? Oh, criticize uh, the family. Well, once again, it's very hard for me to say that because because uh, I I didn't experience that. I mean, mm-hmm. I I honestly don't know. Uh, how parents would react to that i mean uh yeah parents might get mad in general you know they might get mad or try to still um convince their kids so they would continue to convince their kids to you know wear the hijab you know if they really want their daughter to wear a hijab they would somehow try to influence or convince them but if they see that that's not working they would just i guess let it go until you know, the daughter herself decides to start wearing one. Because, you know, in our religion, they do mention that, you know, you can't really force your kids to wear a hijab until whenever they feel like they're ready to do so. So, yeah, they're not supposed to be forced either. Got it. Okay, that's it. I didn't know that. (laughs) Um, And talking about the hijab, like... I guess I can say, you know... I spent half of my life wearing a hijab because, you know, I would go to, you know, mosque and pray there. And I also mentioned that I did go to Islamic school. And do you feel like people treated you different if you had one on versus if you didn't? Uh, It depends by the people. That's the thing. Because, you know, after the 9-11 happened, um, people were not so acceptable anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know because before the 9-11 they were you know they were very you know they would accept those people there weren't much you know racism towards muslims um i mean i guess there were back then but that's the thing i haven't heard much cases that time so before 9-11 i really haven't heard much cases about racism against muslims or uh people not accepting uh you know, Muslim people as a society. So I haven't really heard much cases before 9-11. But once 9-11, you know, happened, uh, yeah, there were a lot of struggles, um, you know, uh, for the Muslims, you know, to wear their hijab because they were scared that, oh, you know, after 9-11 happened and I'll start wearing my hijab, you know, what will happen? You know, am I going to get bullied? Uh, am I going to get criticized by the Americans or, you know, you know, people in general? Mm-hmm. Um, but there were not, you know, there weren't situations where a Muslim would criticize another Muslim that time. No, right, and right. it was just, you know, the Americans that I guess they were afraid or they were dramatized after the 9-11 that, you know, it just... It made it very hard for the Muslims to, you know, wear a hijab and go outside. Because I heard cases where some were actually scared to wear a hijab. Some actually removed their hijab and they stopped wearing it for some time. Because they were scared what's going to happen. But right now, I feel like right now those cases have decreased very much and reduced a lot. But you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, it's not happening. It still is. You know, we Muslims are still, you know, I feel like we are still being 
judged and criticized by the Americans. But, you know, once again, there are Americans that do still respect us and they respect our religion. So I cannot really say all Americans, you know. There are people that still respect Muslim people. They respect their religion. They're friends with Muslim people, you know. Uh, There are Americans, you know, there's Americans that are married to a Muslim woman, you know. You brought a point just now, um, Americans are marrying a Muslim uh, female, but, you know. Oh, uh, to be honest, um, it once again depends by the family. Like, you know, there is a certain rule um, that needs, that needs to be done. Like, if a parent approves it, you know, you know, there are certain, I guess, conditions, not rules, sorry, conditions Mm-hmm. Uh, that needs to be done. Like, that one condition is that you know that American has to, you know, convert to Islam, in order for the daughter to marry the American. They have to convert to Islam, because according to our religion, uh, Muslim women are not allowed to marry, um, you know, marry guys that are out of their religion. So that's the only condition. Have you, or do you know, or like, if they don't want to convert, how would that happen? Would they, and they still get married? Oh, (laughs) yeah, those, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I did hear about those kind of cases um, where, you know, they say that, oh, um, you know, we went to the mosque and he did the shahada. Shahada is when, like, you know, you're reciting you're saying that Allah is the only God, you know, he's one. So shahada is when, you know, that person is converting to Islam. Basically, I've heard stories where they say that, oh, uh, yeah, he actually did the shahada, he converted to Islam. But, you know, we don't have the proof of that. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, there were cases, situations where, you know, they did mention it to the people that, oh, yeah, he did the shahada, he did convert to Islam, but, you know, we don't know that. <laughs> Very interesting how, you know, we're talking about topics and all of a sudden it just went straight to religion. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, the only I mean... reason it was mentioned is because, you know, once again, uh, I'm just going to be in general and straight up that... Uh, one mistake that Afghan adults or parents make is they mix culture with religion. I think there's just a big influence. Religion is yeah. such a big influence in people's lives that um, they kind of just blend, blend it into pe- to life. Yeah, like they blend they... it with culture. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, wait a second. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like, you know, there are points where I do want to mention again, if you don't mind, because yeah. um, I, I, just to, you know, give you a clear version or a better version of what I wanted to explain is uh, when it comes to, you know, people from my culture, especially like Middle Eastern, they can relate to what I'm explaining, whether they're from Afghanistan or they're from like, Morocco or Egypt or Lebanon, you know, it's basically more uh, Middle Eastern countries. They can relate uh, very much as what I'm explaining, you know, because just like I said, 
it depends by the families. There are families that are very educated and open-minded. So those kids don't really see much of a trouble or a struggle balancing both, you know, balancing their culture, religion, and them living in America. So once again, it depends by the family, you know. And I'm not going to, I'm you know, I'm not judging any family. I'm not going to pinpoint or put fingers on the parents or the family. No, you know, everyone is different. You know, there's different situations, different generations. You know, uh, there are situations where I don't blame the parents, you know, because, you know, it's not their fault that they were born in that generation, you know. So, but, you know, as, you know, uh, people become you know, they, they're aware, you know, by the time that, uh, I don't know how to explain this, it's so hard. Um, what I'm trying to really explain here is, you know, there are situations where I can't really blame the parents because, you know, they were raised that way, you know. Uh, they were raised, you know, the way where their parents wanted them to be raised and they believed whatever their parents did, you know. You know, there's a thing called a myth, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were some myths uh, that, you know, their parents believed and then it was passed on to them, you know, and even especially the thinking, the way they thought it was passed to them. So I really don't, I can't really blame them. But at the same time, you know, as generations change, as, you know, years go by and as technology has become more advanced, I do expect parents to try to understand their kids, you know, try to, you know, sit with their kids and, you know, have a talk with them. You know, I want, I expect those, like, just like parents expect something from us, we expect parents to sit down with their kids and, uh, you know, have a conversation with their kids, try to, like, you know, understand them, you know, try to understand the generation they were born in. So that's what I was trying to explain here. Um, I feel like I guess I couldn't explain it well before. Uh, so I would like to emphasize. So basically, my advice for young generations, either my age or younger than me, my advice for them is, you know, live the life you want. You know, don't let people's judgments or your parents' judgments affect you. Don't let them stop you. Don't let them drain you down. Go by your instinct, go by your heart, you know, and do what you like, do what you want, go for your dreams, you know, chase your dreams if you want, um, you know, don't let, um, you know, people influence you or brainwash you to something that feels that's, you know, against your will or it's, or you think it's very negative, you know, so that's my advice for young generations, um, you know, just you know, do what you have to do, live your life the way you want. Um, Because either way, people will criticize you, they will judge you, they will talk behind you. But you know, don't let that affect you. That's my advice. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like uh, that's definitely something um, a lot of people, they don't get to really enjoy their life and live life just because they're worried of the criticism or the right. backlash or exactly. that they will receive from family, friends, society. Um, but I feel like with now how things are going, I think people are changing. Um, they're um, being more open-minded, being uh, more acceptable to people. Right. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So I think it is it, the change is coming. It's just you know, we 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 I think my and our generation, you and I, is because Brie is a little younger than us here. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um we had it a lot tougher. Um, right. I feel like we held a lot from doing what we wanted to do because we were concerned of what our families will say or people will say. Um, but I feel like younger generations now are 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 doing what we wanted to do and yeah, they're bold. And exactly. They're and they're for it. And I feel like they're actually a little more advanced as well because nowadays, like young generations, you know, I feel like they're going by my advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're doing it. They're living their best lives out there. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, to be honest, uh, I'm like, no, this is not like for everyone, but this is just in general. Um, the generation now, the kids from this generation, I feel like they're like, you know, wiser. They're they're wiser, like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Not like like not like some people. Um, where you know you know like once they're growing up you know they do make silly mistakes you know they make silly mistakes but i feel like the generation now is a little more wiser from the beginning like i feel like i guess i don't know i guess um they've seen (laughs) yes exactly yes i feel like the generation now are a little more wiser to be honest, because, you know, there are people in our generation where they would make silly mistakes, you know, or, you know, yeah, I guess silly mistakes, you can say. Um, but I feel like this generation is a little more wiser than, you know, other generations. Right. I think they take chances. Yeah. Look, they're not scared of the consequences exactly. like we were. exactly we were just too scared to explore (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but this generation they're not afraid to explore at all like my younger sister she um you know she was so into education um but at the same time she had friends you know she had the freedom to go to her friend's house go in a dorm you know go live in a dorm and you know study and work there well, me personally, I, I guess I didn't want that. You know, I, I guess I just didn't want to go in dorm. I just wanted to be close to my house. You know, I wanted to go to a school that's close to my uh, home. Do you want to say is, you know, yeah. once again, um, I give props for the young generation trying to balance both culture, uh, religion, and, um, you know, the way they live. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and where they live. I'm just, I have to give them props for, you know, balancing everything. You know, it's not that easy. You know, you're aware of your surrounding as long as you're hanging out with good people and, you know, you're with, you know, a family that loves and supports you, then you know what? You're fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's not only the personality, but, you know, it, Uh, it's the family as well like if you have a family that loves you and supports you um, you know supports your decision and respects your decision and respects you know the generation you're born then it's not really much hard and it's not really much hard for them to balance all three of them at the same time I you know it's just you know and I have to give um, 
you know, a pat on the back uh, of those that, you know, do have parents that are a little bit narrow minded or close minded and, you know, and they're just focusing on whether, you know, you know, if society will accept them or what society will say about them or what they'll think, you know, it's very hard for those young generations to balance all three, you know, when the parents are like putting a little more pressure on them of, you know, hey, don't do this or be careful, you know, not to do this because, you know, people will talk behind you. So it's, I can't, it's a different situations. I can't just be like, you know, um, I can't just pinpoint, you know, just one, you know, because there's different situations, different personalities, uh, different families, you know. So once yeah. again, uh, I give, I really have to give props for those, especially to myself, a pat on my back. Because, <laughs> yes. you know, I was born and raised here. And, you know, I was able to balance, you know, balance between my culture, my religion, and where I was born and raised. So I was able to do that, even though uh, there were times where it was like a roller coaster and I had to go through ups and, you know, ups and downs for that. But, you know, once you get to the point where you expect, you know, you're fine. I agree. I think um, from here on out, I feel like, there's more self-awareness and more growth and it's going to go from, you know, it starts from us and, and it will continue on more growth, more, um, and yeah, yes. more self-awareness. Exactly. And it's a good thing. I mean, I, I mean, obviously um, these things do uh, give people experience. So the more, you know, you experience things, you know, the more wise you become. And like, just like there are parents where, before they didn't know what to do you know they didn't know how to raise their kids or they didn't know how to like you know communicate with their kids but nowadays um there are parents that have become more wise they're they're able to understand you know they're able to sit and talk with their kids and you know give their kids um chance to explore and their parents that actually do respect um their kids decision but I would like to take this time to say thank you for joining us today. Um, we appreciate you for coming and joining us. And before uh, we go, actually, how we know each other? How did we meet? Right. Who brought us <laughs> together? <laughs> right. Um, but before we do that, um, I would like to thank you for, you know, uh, having me uh, in the podcast with you guys. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. And I just hope um, you guys and whoever's going to hear this podcast, I hope that they have, you know, a clear version of, you know, what I was trying to explain here. So that's the only thing I'm hoping that I hope they have the clear version of what I was trying to explain and how it's um, a struggle for some and how it's easy for some to balance their culture, religion, and where they were, you know, born and raised. My my mom that's how how we uh got connected from her so the way we met was uh she was uh so there was uh i think a day where she was talking to you on the phone and i was there and i heard uh 
you know, your conversation with your mother. I'm like, wow, mother-daughter conversation. How nice. So I was, like, basically there listening. And I was like, wow. Like, I was just impressed how you and your mother communicate so well and something amazing for me. Aww. I would like to say that that was always the case. I think we, <laughs> but it's not. It wasn't. <laughs> I, I, I mean... I just, I was just amazed by that. And that's when I introduced myself to you. I'm like, hi, I'm one of your mom's clients. And we, we actually did talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. She uh, actually showed me your podcast and I was listening to it. <laughs> so I was listening to it. She was like, oh, these are my daughters. And uh, they, they're actually, you know, they have a podcast. And, and she was like, look, listen. And we were both <laughs> listening. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I, was, I was amazed I'm like look um, at first it was like the mother daughter and now the sisters I was just amazed you know um, I just and then she actually told me if I wanted to join you guys in a podcast and I was just I was like hell yeah <laughs> I was like yes I want to join them in the podcast and you know talk about things that are very I guess significant or I want people to know um general information that are significant to people or you know have knowledge at least for so mm-hmm. i was like i guess and i was like the first step is to join them in the podcast and i was like you know what i would love to join them in the podcast and well, i'm glad we were able to make this happen um we appreciate you <laughs> having the time to spend with us and thank you for <laughs> thank you so much thank you for having me and i hope i can join you in another podcast about a different topic <laughs> yes of course Definitely. we will love that thank you guys for joining us again all right guys we'll see you and talk to you next week uh, until then for adios. sure adios bye ciao bye bye <laughs> bye, bye.